I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we're talking about plastic memories. Uh, I feel that this was another great episode or another series, but uh, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into that yeah of course you would think it's great just to give you a heads up it's another jack exclusive tearjerker <laughs> that that may be so but uh so maybe i i swear uh, well, your, random, your random wheel that you spin around hey. has nothing but sad stories well i mean this sure this one was pretty sad there's, there is no denying uh-huh. that it, that it was actually really sad. It, it, it was a pretty depressing but happy ending. I'm seeing a track record. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so the plot of the show is after failing uh, his college exam, Sukasa, uh, who's an 18 year old, is uh, offered a position at a renowned SIA corporation due to his father's connections. Uh, that company is actually known for its production and management of specific androids that possess uh, human emotions, and they these androids are called Giftias. Uh, in his position at this corporation, uh, he is part of a department called Terminal Service, uh, where it is their job to go out and recover the Giftias that are close to their expiration date. And they have an expiration date of approximately nine years and four months. Tsukasa is ordered to work with Isla, a female Giftia who actually has not been in the field for about three years. Um, but little beknownst to him, she's also getting close to her own expiration date, so to speak, to where she would actually need to be retrieved. Now, the cool part about this whole thing is when you first start seeing it in the very beginning, it gives you the feeling that they're going to try to trick you. And what I mean by that is it gives you the sensation that maybe Isla is not the Giftia and the the guy is the Giftia. Because no one really has a backstory that's longer than like seven, eight years. Yeah, with the exception of uh, two of the other supporting characters, no one's really been there quite that long. So I was thinking... Uh, At the first, I was like, they're going to do some sort of change where Isla, who is kind of a melancholy person originally, just went through having to give up the Giftia at first, and now she's got another one. But the the good part about the writing of this series is the dynamic between the Giftia and the human person. Um, In theory, the Giftia is supposed to do all the work by showing up, negotiating with the client or customer let them know hey just to give you a heads up time's running out um we're here to prep you for taking the equipment back the gift you back and like normal like like you would in normal life um people get attached and the gift you has 
replaced valuable members of their family or have essentially become valuable members of their family. And it it gets kind of tear jerky in a little bit in the middle. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm. Uh, Isla says she tells Sukasa when they're out there training at, at the very beginning that their job, their very job description is basically to rip apart memories. Like that's that's their whole purpose is that she should be ripping apart the memories of those that are around them because that's effectively what they're doing. Like like you were saying, they the, the these giftias, these androids are basically members of this family. And and that's how they're viewed. Yeah. And 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 they are so human and, and lifelike because they can they, they not only eat, but they they do have times where they're basically sleeping too. They they sleep on these special chairs that help recharge their batteries, but they do sleep and they do actually end up dreaming as well. So they are very lifelike. They go to the bathroom as well and and they're they're able to be fully integrated into your daily life. So it's felt where it feels as natural as possible all the way through it. Yeah. And one of the things that they offer when they go to pick up your your Android, your Giftia, is they offer three main options. One um, is a discount on your future purchase. Two, you get to keep the body of the Giftia, but they'll put a new soul inside. Or three, um, they just they give you, I think it was 30% back as a retrieval cost. Yeah. So so you get the discount. If you do an instant trade right there and you'll have, and they say a new, a new soul, but it's a new operating system. They won't retain any of the memories. They won't retain the personality. It'll be a completely different person at this point. So, so Correct. it is, it is like they beyond um, what you would normally see. Uh, case in point, a little lot later on in the series, one of the, the su- main sub characters runs into an old friend of hers from childhood who happens to be a gift, a giftia. And during their interactions, she doesn't realize it. So she just goes on and on about how, Oh my goodness, I haven't seen you in so long. That kind of thing that they do kind of uh, inappropriately funny things. And the gift is the gift is horrified. Yeah. And she's like, one, who the hell are you Two, Why are you touching me there? And three, get off. It, it really speaks to how integrated they actually get in your life. In in general, they they speak how how integrated it shows that how integrated it is. But you're also given an example of this with another one of the main characters, uh, Michiru. Uh, she was basically raised by a giftia, who was going to be recalled, and they were going to be recalled by uh, Isla and her former partner, who was there as well, um, Kazuki. I believe is the name. Yeah. And because of how the terminal service agencies usually go about uh, reclaiming the giftias, it used to be, and, and it speaks, uh, they show a little bit about this. It, it's a uh, mechanical in a sense before what had happened to Michiru is, is that they didn't care about the person. They didn't care about the emotions. You were go- they were going there to retrieve a product and they were forcing you to give it up. And the reason why you have to to return the gift to you is because when it reaches its end of life, period, when it reaches its limit, it's not just a simple thing of it just breaking down. It starts losing its memory. It goes mad and it and it goes on a rampage. 
it, the limiters for it, because they have limiters on the uh, level of strength that it can uh, uh, use, those disappear. And so it's able to lift a car with a single hand if it want if they wanted to. And so they have to go and retrieve them before they reach that point. That way, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Now you see, is it two instances where the Giftia goes berserk? Or, or was it just one and then the other one was just a dream or a memory? Uh, you just see one and then the other one is just a memory. Gotcha. So Michiru's is a memory. And when it really brings to to the forefront what had happened with Kazuki, Michiru, and Isla is is during that same time. So they talk about uh, both of them roughly around the exact same time. And that's when you realize it's like, well, it's not just them having to, you know, go and retrieve these. They're doing it for more than just like property value. They're they're making sure these people actually literally do not get killed in the process of trying to retrieve them or or by keeping them uh, longer or past their expiration. Because when they were out there trying to retrieve the person, uh they that person started losing their memories. They started going mad, and they started actually choking uh, uh, the person that they had been looking after for nine years. Yeah, I got nothing that after that. Um, but but uh, you know that just shows you the type of of uh, emotional stress that these people, these people and giftias, actually have to go through. Well, in Sukasa's case, unbeknownst to him, Isla is actually coming up on her end of life as well correct and what what is noticed is ever since she went back into the field she went and did training almost daily and now you and i if we get trained on something the more we repetition we throw at it the better we get hopefully and the the more natural it feels to us whereas with these giftias once they load the program to know how to do something they'll always do it exactly the same way or worse. And what I mean by or worse is as they get closer to their deadline, they will slowly start to degrade. They never have the opportunity to to increase their performance because once they learn how to do something that is they shouldn't technically ever forget. And that in itself is the biggest problem with these souls and why they go bad. They never forget. Or at least that was my understanding of it. No, no, that that is it exactly. They they it, they do retain memories. They do uh, remember everything. So they do have a limit on the memory, so to speak, that they have. But that's all a moot point because once they learn it, they will never forget it until they are retrieved, or until they reach their end of life. And once they reach their end of life, that's it. The memories are wiped. They will forget it all. But the skills that they have, it it becomes completely pointless because they start acting out in a, in a rational manner. I mean, like you could say it's almost like they are acting like a, a wild animal, so to speak. In, in Yeah, they go berserk. Yeah. And the machines are built to a standard that a reference point was if one of them was to go berserk, lifting a vehicle would be child's play in comparison to what they could actually do. Yeah. And um, to help understand everything else that's kind of going on it's not that every android in this world in in the world that that they're in is like this either it's only 
the giftias, these specific ones that are like this. And so they are highly sought after too, as well. Yeah. Which is why, uh, why this whole thing came about, why he, why you were brought into the story about the person about, uh, Michiru uh, and her father and, and with the other char- the giftia they were trying to retrieve because they are so sought after because they have such a patent and a lockdown on the technology to make them so very lifelike, basically have a soul of their own that, that people will literally are willing to put others in danger to try and retrieve them. Exactly. There's a black market retrieval system, retrieval squad, if you will, that you do come across in this series. And it's kind of nice. They get their just desserts in the form of taking an, a, a giftia that's too close to its expiration date, so to speak. Now, what I don't quite understand is they have a very hard limit, and it's universal. This hard limit is something that every Giftia will encounter almost down to the minute. Yeah. And if they're able to factor that in, you know, you'd figure a, a multi hoping trillion dollar company would be able to figure a way to extend the life in, in a short manner. You know, you would think, but then again, it goes against uh, planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence. It's not meant to last forever. It's it's meant to be manufactured in such a way that they no longer can be used and you are forced to either return it back to them and buy a new one in its place. And that's why they offer the three options. You can get 30% money back or you get a discount and you'll get a brand new one or you'll be able to get a new operating system installed in this one. And, and they, they, it's kind of, it's meant to be used as sales technique. Like here's this one, but here's these other two. And you already have this relationship with how it looks and, and everything like that. So it'd be like a new person, but you get to keep the same body. Exactly. It was, it's kind of a creepy thing to do where you get to keep the old, it's like having your best friend and then starting over with someone exactly like your best friend. Yeah. All of the old memories you once had, you'll still have, but they won't. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so it, it, it is a little weird in that regard, but I want to say about three quarters of the way through, that's when Sukasa, when he is actually told about her, her lifespan. So when he first came on board, he, he didn't even know that she was actually a part of the terminal service. He first met her at the, at the beginning, um, on an elevator. He saw her, he, he saw her crying, but he instantly fell in love with her. He, to, to him, she is the most beautiful person that he's ever seen. And, and so he, he's always had a thing for her and everything like that. And he's like, well, I want to, I want to try and impress her and every, and and I want to want her to go out with me. And he even says at the very beginning, uh, I, that's when I knew I was in love. Yeah. Like the first, I want to say five minutes of the very first episode, he meets his love interest. Yeah. And, and to make it even more awkward because they're partners, they're actually supposed to live together as well. That happens in the first quarter where they're like, Hey, by the way, you got to move in. And so now he's living with his love interest, not because he, he, he wanted to, or because it was agreed between them because it's part of his job. He's supposed to live with his partner who in this case happens to be his love interest and his neighbor yeah, it's uh, almost never like that though oh yeah and his uh, neighbor uh, is michiru who's also uh living in the same area because they live in dormitories 
And, and so he spends a good portion of the time trying to impress her, trying to get her to be more relaxed. It's like, hey, you know what? We're, we're on the same team. And you could tell Isla just really doesn't have too much to say, doesn't really want to do too much around with him because she feels that he's just going to leave her. He, he's just going to abandon her again. Or not again, but abandon her like her last partner did, basically. Well, her last partner got emotionally attached like you probably shouldn't do and when she started to notice three years prior that you know she's starting to slowly become less efficient and slowly work her way down and into obsolescence like you said and into becoming instead of a person who goes and retrieves targets that are due for um termination to becoming someone due for termination. And she, the, her previous partner was like, Hey, look, we got to cut it off. You're not doing as great as you once were. We'll find you another job. We'll get you that. We'll get you something new to do, but this, this isn't working for you anymore. And it leads me to believe that these giftias have eventually have a mind of their own, so to speak. Like they're not dumb creatures. They're, they're not dumb computers so to speak they almost have a a, a sentience to themselves well they do they they are totally self-aware there 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 is no denying that they are self-aware in any regard they they know exactly what they're doing they know who they're talking to how they're talking to like uh isla one of her quirks is that she's she gets nervous when she's about to do something she you know so she'll just say error i didn't i didn't catch that question and she she starts you know blushing and and sweating profusely because she she can't handle the anxiety of what she's about to do or or something makes her uncomfortable so they have a hundred percent their own personality their own unique personality you know which draws him to her because she's she's shy she's she has this quirky personality and and three quarters into to it, he finds out that she only has a thousand hours left. And so, does he find at the thousand mark? Or I thought it was a lot closer. No, no, I knew they were talking around the two thousand mark, but I didn't know they told him at the thousand mark. Yeah, so they told him at the thousand hour mark that how much time she has left, and it was uh, Kazuki who told him. She told him she's like she tells him that she only has about a thousand hours left. And, and, you know, that causes him to be hurt. And so he's, he's like, starts questioning everything else. He's like, well, maybe there's a way to be able to save her memories. Maybe there's a way to be able to extend her life. And everyone's telling him, it's like, no, we've already tried. We've looked, we've, we've done what we could. We, we know that there is not a way for you to be able to extend this life. And uh, Michiru even tells him because through her own experience, she's like, look, there is not a way you're going to be able to do this. Everyone, the you're, you're not going to be able to extend her life. You're, you're just going to need to accept this for what it is. And, and so he's having difficulty trying to understand that that's what needs to be done. You know, that she just needs to, to be retrieved at some point. And when it gets closer to her time being done, everyone on that crew is trying to force him out to, to go out on dates and everything like that. But uh, well, that's, that's because he, he generated a form of relationship with her at first, when they moved in together, as you said, she was very work is work 
home is home, let's not commingle. And her reasoning for that is she didn't want to create more memories. That was like a trigger for her. She yeah. didn't want to create new memories just to hurt someone and leave them behind because she sees it all the time. And when uh, they go with uh, with the person that we were talking about, uh, her name was Eru, and when she runs into her friend in a with a new personality, uh, and they go to this festival, and it's right after he just finds out uh, that uh, she has a thousand hour, about a thousand hours left. And that's when he decides to confess to her that he loves her and that he wants to spend the rest of their time together. He wants to spend every moment he can with her because he loves her. She tells him no. She she rejects him in, in a manner of speaking. And the reason is because she didn't yeah. want him to be hurt from the memories that they had together or from the memories that he has. And so she uh, basically find, uh, gets pulled away from him and, and he, she is no longer his partner for... Like maybe an episode, not not that long, maybe. but but it's it's she's reunited with Kazuki, who who was her partner before, and she's talking to her. She says, "Look, I understand you don't want to hurt his feelings and everything like that, but what you're doing is you're just leaving him with nothing but pain and no happy memories by you not wanting to be with him. Is this what you really want, or do you want to make it so they're all happy memories that he has of you?" And this right here is why I said it was a Jack exclusive. All right. All right. Uh-huh, I'll uh-huh, give it to you. Uh, if, I had, if I had to point to one specific point in the show, why this would be something that's just right up your alley, that right there is it. Just boom. What, sucker punch you? Right, right in the, right in the, yeah. right in the feels? Right in the feels, yeah. Yeah, make you just go, damn, that's so relatable. Damn, that's so relatable. It, it's it, but that's it does. not the part that made me cry. That's no. not the part that made me cry. It, oh, it gets We're better. To it. it gets better. All right. So, so. It, as as it goes on, they're spending more and more time together. They're really enjoying it, their time with each other, and they go out on the movie. They go out to eat. They're spending all their time together, and on their last day, um, together, yeah, uh, they go to a park or or an amusement park that she actually loves going to and, and they ride the Ferris wheel, the guy at the Ferris wheel, it's like just before they close and it's dark out. So all the rest of the city's lit up really nice. And she goes, I talked to the guy. He's going to allow us to ride on this Ferris wheel. Let me pause you right there. Now that whole day, that whole last day was about them doing it. They show up to work early and their boss comes in and goes, what the hell are you doing here? And they go, well, you know, we didn't want to put anybody out. And they said, no, screw that. You are no longer allowed here. And Isla goes up and she goes, but no, see, I have my badge. I'm I'm an employee here. And her badge is immediately confiscated and says, not anymore. You go out and you enjoy your last day. And they go, well, what do you want to do? And it's decided they go to the amusement park. And while Isla is genuinely having a good time and making the most of her last day, her partner is over there having a real tough time. And you can see whenever she's not looking at him, he's like super depressed and super sad, but he's powering through because of her. Yep. And you just, you get that feeling like, like when you got to put your dog down and you know that it's coming and it's, it's not something that's a surprise to you. 
where it, it's something that is inevitable. It has to be done for whatever reason. And you're just like, shit, I really, really don't want to do it. And so you're like, you know what? I'm going to have the best time. You're going to eat the best food you, you ever could. You want that steak? I'll cook it up for you right now. Just for you, buddy. Give you, let, let you go out with, with a bang, you know? And that's what happens. They, they go all day at the amusement park. They ride every ride they can. They eat at every location they can. They, they do everything that you could possibly do in a single day at the amusement park. And the one thing they did not do was ride that, ride that Ferris wheel. And that's when she goes to the guy and, and like talks to him and at, <laughs> she goes, Hey, you know, he said we can go on the Ferris wheel, but it's going to be closed by the time we hit the top but they're going to let us go through anyway. Exactly. And while they're riding around, they're having this real heartfelt talk about how much she's, she's really enjoyed their time together, how she actually does love him. And he finally starts breaking down. He starts crying right in front of her. And she even says to him, you know, this is the first time you've actually cried in front of me, you know? And, and so they embrace each other and she goes, before this goes down, before this ends, I, I want my last moments to be this. And she hands him a ring. And the ring are, is something all Giftias uh, have put on their finger when they're when they're being retrieved because it shuts them down permanently. And and he's crying and he he's last ditch effort saying, knowing full well she'll say no, knowing full well the con- consequences that can happen. You know, we can just run away. Just the two of us will find a way. You know, don't, we don't have to do this. We, we we can run away together. And she says no. And so he finally comes to terms with that. And he puts the ring on just before it start comes to an end. And, and, she, and he says this one last line. It's very important to me because it's it's something that she tells every giftia right before the termination happens. And it's something to the effect of, I uh, hope you are one day united with the one you love. Yep, I hope one day you will be reunited with the one you love. And that is just so and she says that to without fail to every single one she's ever retrieved and he told her that while he was retrieving her. He goes, "I hope one day you'll be reunited with the one you love." And then that's it. He comes out, he's crying. Kazuki's at the amusement park waiting for him and he he hands her Isla crying. Because he he effectively had to retrieve his one love. He had to basically he had to kill her in a, in a manner of speaking yeah. in 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 so many words. He had to kill her in order to save her from becoming something that she no longer was. Exactly. And it was it, it the way that they did this. It, it gives you the idea, the impression that if you could do one thing, if you knew it was going to be your last moment with somebody, how would you spend it? If you knew it was something like that, like not to get too personal, but I did something very similar with my grandfather where I knew it was my last time seeing him and I went home and I made sure I did everything I could. And, and it, just like in this anime, we didn't go to the amusement park, obviously, but just like in this anime, everything that I could to try to get as much fulfillment selfishly as I possibly could, I did. And I wanted to get one last hug that I knew was the last hug. And I did. And just, just like the damn anime, this is what made me cry. I was bawling like Kazuki was. And my grandfather was like Isla going, you know, it's, it's a part of life. This is a part of life. And 
I need to be strong for you right now, even though I'm the one that's dying. And that's, that's why this particular story hit home. And it's the writing in this anime for that line is just genius because it's a, I drew parallels like that. And it just, it was mind boggling. I, I felt watching this just like I did when I was there and it sucked and it was awesome. And these people are just really good at what they do with storytelling. It was a, it was really great all the way through. I, I honestly, I, I could not uh, disagree. I I could, I I could not find a way to disagree with you no matter what. I mean like this, it was written really well. Um, but it doesn't end there. It does not end with him just simply handing her off. You, you're, you're yeah. then introduced <laughs> to nine months have gone by. Uh, he went somewhere else and did some training and now he's got a new partner and you don't actually see the partner. You just see him smiling. Everyone else is smiling. You can tell that everyone's in a lot better spirits. And all you see is a boot and a hand coming out to shake his hand. And you just you just know you just know that they kept the kept Isla's body and just installed a new OS. Yeah, they they give you an idea that it's just a hint that it could be the same one. Now I feel that they probably could should have shown like a flare of hair or something like that, but you know they got to leave it ambiguous. Yeah, but he he now has a new partner. Yep. That's the only thing that's 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 holding me back is that they didn't do that, you know. It's, so, um on a scale of 0 to 5, how many faps would you give this? <laughs> Four and a half out of 5. The highest rating I've given anything so far. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. I'd actually give this one a 4 and a half out of 5 mainly because of the ending. Mainly because of the ending. They, if they had shown a flare of hair, I would have given it a 5. If they they had shown that it was like the same person or someone different, I would have given a perfect five, four and a half, mainly because of that. That's that's the only thing yeah. that that's that's got me hung up. But it, yeah, it, it's just, it, that that open ending. I see what you're talking about. Ugh. It'd be perfect symmetry if they just were like, "Hey, new phone, who dis?" But with a with a, with a, with a gift, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh but it was great. It was a great story. It was it it it, it truly. Played on your emotions. The other reason why I, I'm not giving it a five, uh, a perfect five, is because this dude, Sukasa, has some major issues. All right. And I'll tell you why. Who the hell falls in love that hard, that fast after a couple of months? Like, seriously. You know, sometimes it doesn't take a couple of months. You know, that dude and is just, you know, that, that dude is I'll, just I'll, a. I will, go, I will argue with this. I will argue with this. When you when you love somebody and you find out that you love somebody, there is nothing better than the honeymoon phase. The first <laughs> three or four months. Look, all this dude was, saw was a lolly in the elevator crying in the beginning, and he knew he was down for that. All right. The dude it right, has okay, you got freaking that. You got issues. That. All right. He likes the crying game. All right, I'm just saying, it, he's not a billionaire, so it's not going to be a Fifty Shades of Grey type of deal. But it'll be the next fair, uh, Law and Order special victim unit. All right. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But yeah, no, he, he there was something wrong, but 
when you see a crying girl, you want to you might you want to fix things for her typically. So nature or nurture, I get you, but yeah, no, he, he did fall in love a bit too fast. But I argue that when you do fall in love, the first three or four months are the absolute best, only because of the honeymoon stage. Now, what I will say with that, what I will say with that is she died like at the tail end of that honeymoon phase. Yeah, that's kind of rough. But so that that's why I say if when you fall in love that hard, yeah, he was crying a lot, yeah, he was doing all that stuff, but he was like knee deep in in the I love you section of the relationship. So Yeah. Well, uh it was a great anime nonetheless. It is I I I would have to agree. I it, it is a recommendation that you at least go watch it. Um if you are definitely yeah. trying to impress a, impress a little someone you know, it's like trying to show them how sensitive you are. This is the one to do it because they will be bawling their eyes out. Yeah, that's if they can get emotionally invested. The first two episodes were kind of slow. The third one's where it kind of reeled you in a hook, line, sinker type situation. But you really don't see any any waterworks on on your side of the screen, if you will, uh, until episode 9, 10, and 11. That's when it really starts uh, hitting home on a lot of it. Yeah, that's when they they already got you. You're already invested. And they're like, you know what? Let's go to your feelings and stay there for a while. Yep. And and they made a nice little home, you know, nestled in there. Just like, yep, this is where we're going to stay. And you're like, no, get out. And they say, all right, all right, all right. And it looks like they're going to start leaving. And then they come back and they're like, surprise. So, oh, man. All righty. So what are we looking at as far as uh, next week? So next week we are watching Beyond the Boundary. It is a sci-fi, uh, slice of life, supernatural type of uh, anime. Uh, it is. It looks pretty interesting. Um, it's only about twelve episodes long. It came out a couple of years ago, back in two thousand fifteen. Uh, so okay, I think I remember. I think I remember watching an episode or two. This will be interesting. Yeah. It's it's it looks definitely looks interesting. Um, just from the trailer, it looks like she's using a blade made out of blood. So yeah, that's where we're going with next week. So we're doing a little bit of a twist from this tearjerker one to something hopefully a little less tearjerky and a little bit more action packed out there. I mean, I can only hope from a blood blade, you could say. Okay. Sounds good. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you want to give a suggestion, leave us a comment or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us at feudalanimepodcast at gmail.com. You can also, if you don't mind, please leaving us a, a star rating on iTunes and leaving us a review on there. And we are now also social. We are on Twitter. You can find us at feudalanimepod. Till next time. Later.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.